0: Thank you for listening to Christ Alone podcast, where we believe that Jesus lived, died, and resurrected according to the scriptures.
1: Our hope is that God can bless you through this week's episode.
0: Alright, welcome back everyone. You're listening to welcome. Angie and Stevens Podcast. Crass alone. Crass alone, alone podcast.
1: podcast. Alright. <laughs> I like how we both squint our eyes when we <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Our no eyes... one can see that, but yeah.
1: Our eyes are already chinky enough. <laughs> yeah. And we uh we squint them.
0: That's right. <laughs> Alright, so um, yeah, so welcome back, everyone. Uh, thank you for joining us. Another week, another conversation um, where we—that's
1: a great slogan. You should use that. What? Another week, another conversation
0: <laughs> <laughs> where we—you uh, know—are again our our true hope. Uh, I mean, you heard the intro, so I won't repeat it. But our our true hope <clears throat> is that God can. Can, you know can use us you know um we want we want every episode to be holy spirit led um mm. that it's not our understanding uh but that it is you know god speaking through us and so um yeah
1: that's mm. our
0: hope uh yeah i i just you know i i've had i've had a lot of conversations with different people from different worldviews, and it seems like there's a common I guess you can call it, uh, where they, you know, they just, they, they just put us in a box, you know, uh, Christians, this Christians that, and I always have to, you know, uh, clarify and say, no, Christians have, but that's not Christian. Yeah. Christians have said, Christians have done, but that's not Christian. Uh, you know, there's a difference between identifying as a Christian, like we've said before. And then, you know, uh, actually being a, what, what I like to call a biblical Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I think, I think it's hard, uh, I guess for some people to, to really think about that, um, unless maybe somebody else brings it up and says, Hey, hold on what you're saying. Um, I agree with because it's not biblical. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we we're in agreement there. Um.
1: And I think so. it just goes into the whole idea of stereotyping. When you stereotype against a race or a, you know, yeah. it's you say, "Oh well, Hispanics, you're Hispanics, so this must be what you do or what you believe." If yeah, that's and, not
0: necessarily the case. Yeah, and and stereotypes are, um, you know, stereotypes are based on some truth, but it's not it's not a truth that that blanket covers everyone. So right. Um, you know, uh, every culture, every worldview, every, every, every box that you can put someone in, um, there, there's, you know, there's an explanation and an exception to that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so this week, um, I guess, I guess we could keep going there. I mean, there's, there's so many religions out there, right? Um, uh, you know, uh. India alone has over 330 million deities. Mm -hmm.
1: So
0: uh, we could talk about religions, you know, religion X versus Christianity, you know, um, for a long time. Um, But I I think we've pretty much covered the main ones. Uh, We've even covered some that we thought that maybe we didn't that we didn't think were religions. But I guess, you know, officially are now uh, like Satanism. Um, and because, uh, you know, um, uh, this was such a special weekend to to Christians to uh, I almost said to to Jews, but uh, but no, but to Christians because of the resurrection. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, we decided that this is, you know, this is what you know we wanted to to talk about. Well,
1: I think for Jews, it's not that this weekend is particularly uh, special, but I know around this time is uh, where they celebrate Passover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, Easter specifically falls near Passover because uh, it resonates with Old Testament sacrifices. But we'll get into that. Yeah. I don't want to
0: get ahead of myself. Yeah, uh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. This is I guess this is this is the part where um you know um it, it's almost like for those of you that are familiar with the interstates and in, um in in the United States uh in Florida you know you there's a there's the Florida Turnpike and there's I95 and they both for a very long time uh go parallel to each other uh they run north and south uh, Florida and uh they're parallel to each other but at a certain point they kind of veer off you know um Mm -hmm. even though they're both uh kind of headed in the same direction um i'm not sure how far how far the florida turnpike goes i think it goes to like the border of of georgia it ends there and then it ends in key west um the the difference is i-95 goes from key west all the way to maine but but for the Florida section of it, is just interesting. Uh, so that's that's pretty much how Judaism <laughs> and Christianity are. How's like, the length? They're like two highways. The length of the turnpike. It's not relevant. The it's. The it's <laughs> not relevant. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's just. It's just me. Um, this is why I could talk forever because I, you can. I I I give a lot of detail about everything. Um, you know I I. I almost got into the difference between a turnpike and an interstate. Uh, but <laughs> but <that laughs> you know what,
1: though, I wish like I, you know, I'm I'm a listener type, and you could you could tell that for anyone listening, <laughs> I'm more of the yeah, you're right, or you know, oh, or no, here and there, yeah. <laughs> um, but I sometimes wish that I was more like I was better at conversations. Yeah. So I feel like you need to you need to teach me your well, ways. It, it's not that... or you need. I
0: don't know yeah well it's not that difficult just like anything else it takes practice and uh, like we were talking before we started recording you know um you know i've been i've been trying to befriend people from other world views and uh you know i i just sparked a conversation with a with an atheist today and uh you know we, we've had the most wonderful conversation um you know and uh you know i you know on occasion i apologize to him because i, I you know I I felt like maybe I might have been, uh, you know, presenting some assumptions or maybe, uh, you know, certain things to him. And uh, and he's like, he's like, no, no, he's like, "Uh, I'm not offended at all. I love conversation within reason. And so, you know, that told me that, you know, he he respects everything that I'm saying, even though he disagrees with it. Uh, you know, everything that I've been presenting to him, you know, uh, you know, I've had good reason for it, which again, I like to reference first Peter three fifteen, foundation of a Christian a disciple, uh, you know, honor, uh, your God is holy honor. God is holy and, uh, be prepared to present a reason for the hope that is in you, uh, but do it with gentleness and respect. And I think, you know, uh, we were both practicing that in our own way. Even though he won't admit it, uh, I think, uh, you know, definitely God was being honored in that conversation, you know. Um, so so, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's that's really what what it's about. So like I was saying is, is that, you know, doing that as a Christian is is good practice and makes it easier for me to to not necessarily confront, but to just to have that dialogue, that respectful Um, dialogue with somebody who opposes you know my worldview and so in the same way um you know i would encourage you to to have more conversation like that to have a conversation where your focus is to i guess control the conversation because maybe uh that'll help you with being the more active uh speaker uh in that
1: that makes sense
0: yeah uh but yeah yeah so so the resurrection i mean the resurrection we've emphasized on the podcast through many different episodes it is the foundation of christianity of biblical christianity um if you know if the resurrection happened then christianity is true Mm -hmm. and if the resurrection did not happen then christianity completely falls apart um, so, and I, and, and in a previous episode, we've discussed, you know, about some of these, um, you know, some of the evidence that supports, uh, the resurrection. Uh, I don't think there's many people out there now that myst- mysticize the existence of Jesus. I know there are, there's a small percentage out there. I think, um, the majority would agree that there's enough evidence to support that Jesus did exist, that he, that he did live and that he did die, and and he died by crucifixion. And I think we've discussed that on on other episodes as well. Um, So I don't know if we're really going to get into that. I think we're just going to, I guess, just discuss, uh, you know, the resurrection in that moment in time, which some might describe as the most tragic event in history, uh, but on the flip side of that is the most most beautiful. beautiful. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, so... um, I don't know if you if you want to. Take cruci- over, I would or... say the
1: crucifixion would be the most tragic, and the resurrection is the most. Uh... I mean, you can argue. The, I mean, how would the resurrection be tragic?
0: How would the resurrection be tragic? Mm. I'd be tragic for anyone that rejects it.
1: That's true. Wow, you got mm. me there.
0: Yeah, and 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 the and the <laughs> and the death and the death the death yeah. would be. Um, would be beautiful because of what it implies, right? Um, I mentioned to you that uh, Dr. John Lennox, he was uh, talking about science versus uh, God, and uh, there's this uh, false belief out there that it is science versus God, and, and what he was saying is that the reality is is that it's not science versus God, because in, in reality science and god complement each other um you know we understand that science is the process by which we can explain uh you know nature and certain things um and all, and uh, but but god is uh is also like the other part of the answer i think i think i gave the the boiling water example in the last episode i don't know if you remember i don't mm-hmm. remember because i i've been given that example a lot to people. Uh, But uh but he said that um you know in ending his his argument um he um he said that hope hope dies or ends at the grave. And Mm -hmm. so I've expressed press I've expressed to you off mic that, you know, um you know I'm gonna take that a step further and say that not, you know, even though for atheism hope ends at the grave um, for me and for biblical christians hope begins at the grave and so that's yeah. why i think is the the positive take so you can you can look at it both ways um as you know what yeah. you know the death being the positive and the resurrection the negative or vice versa
1: yeah i remember and i i'm not sure if this is in, this is in corinthians which i'll talk about in a little bit or if it's somewhere else but there's a specific verse that comes to mind where um, Paul says, if Christ didn't resurrect, then we, by we, he meant the apostles are most to be pitied because that's the, the oh, fact yeah. that he resurrected. That's why they were doing what they were doing. Yeah. That's why they were going out and uh, preaching the gospel to everybody. Yeah. That's why they were risking their lives and going to jail. And eventually, you know, uh, the majority of them uh, died in a saint in the same or a similar manner than jesus because they believed that jesus had resurrected um otherwise you know the gospel would have stopped there
0: correct yeah so so the other thing is that uh I, again we're i i feel like we could go in a whole nother direction here uh speaking so, about you know the belief uh, that they had and all that but
1: so let me go through, um, I'm going to go through a few reasons why the resurrection, like what is the point of the resurrection? You may add yeah. or t- all right. Add as you may please. Um, so I have four reasons of what the point is of the re- resurrection is. One is, or maybe not, maybe the question isn't what the point is, but what is the significance of it? Maybe, I don't know if that's just using, just using uh, d- a synonym different. for it. <laughs> But basically, I have four things. One is it shows that it shows that Jesus is God, not just an ordinary man, because had he had he not resurrected, it would have proven that Jesus was just a man that claimed to be God. But the but but the fact that he raised from the dead, that shows that he had that power, that he wasn't just man.
0: Yeah the other thing the other thing about it proving that he was god is that you know when you talk about evidence for the resurrection i mean you have to consider like you said what the the apostles and the disciples and you know the people that were that were killed uh to deny him that that they would be martyred for it um, and when we look at, you know, um, uh, Matthew and, uh, um, can't remember the other gospel, but when we look at the, I think it's Mark, uh, when we look at the gospels that, that talk about the, the resurrection part where the tomb was discovered to be empty, um, you could tell that, uh, resurrection was not a common thing. Yeah. It's not something that just happened all the time because if it happened all the time it you know another guy resurrecting would not have been a big deal and it it was so much so that even when when Mary went and told Peter Peter ran to the tomb because he didn't mm-hmm. just take her word for it. He's like what? Yeah. You know and and even after spending three years With a guy that was telling you, hey, listen, yeah, um, you know, uh, three days, I'll be back, you know, this is going to happen, you know, and and kept reiterating that in different ways um, over a three year span. you would think that the resurrection would not have surprised them. Yeah, (laughs) but it did. Yeah, but it did. So I find that very interesting
1: and uh, and just going more into that, like it is it it is very important that, like I said, that Jesus was God, because what happened in the Old Testament is if we look at the Old Testament, yeah, um there were you know animals were sacrificed, yeah, and that would basically cover people's sin quote unquote cover because it. Uh, because at that point, Jesus wasn't there. So yeah. every, every year, the priest had to make a certain amount of sacrifices for other people and yeah. for himself. Because he himself was also a sinner. Yeah. And he had to do this continually because that those sacrifices didn't completely cover
0: them. And c- can we talk about that sacrifice for a bit and how it worked? Um, just to give, you know, maybe show some of the parallels with the crucifixion. Do you want to talk yeah. about it or you want me to
1: you can go ahead. All right.
0: So they would they would take they would take the the lambs, right? They would mm-hmm. take two and they would uh um they would I guess they would pray to cast all the sins on the one lamb and the one that they didn't do that for, that's the one they would sacrifice. Mm-hmm. The one who The sins weren't casted upon so they they were sacrificing the purest form of that and they were letting the other one go and again that that shows the redemptive nature that god was trying to show through Mm -hmm. the sacrifice process
1: yeah so all of that was really just was really although it was um, quote unquote like i said covering i i don't even want to say covering because because they but still, it was, like I said, they had to continually do sacrifices. Yeah, yeah it was a, it, it was, was limited.
0: It was limited. Yeah. It was a limited process that, that it, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it was just a, a, a never ending cycle. Yeah. That in a sense justified them to be able to just keep sinning because they're like, oh, we're just going to do another sacrifice. Um, yeah. And, and it, I think it, I think in many ways it, diminished the importance or the value of of that um yeah. ritual right
1: yeah and i mean in another sense although they didn't know it at the time or most people didn't it was foreshadowing jesus Absolutely, ultimately jesus who is god would come one day and would take on the sacrifices t- take on the sacrifice take on the wrath of the father um and so we wouldn't have to do those sacrifices anymore yeah. because we're covered by His sacrifice. And also, I briefly mentioned this before, but um, we see this also foreshadowing in the sacrifices done specifically at Passover. So Passover is uh, when during the time of Moses, um, when uh, the Pharaoh was about to set, you know, set the Israelites free. Um, one of the plagues was God told Moses, I'm going to have the angel of death basically go over, um, Egypt. And in order for your firstborn not to die, you have to put the blood of a lamb over your doorpost. Anyone who doesn't have the blood of a lamb over a doorpost, their firstborn is going to die. And so that happens. And in Egypt, because none of them, you know, followed God. Um, They didn't do it and all of their for- firstborn died, including yeah. Pharaoh's son, but it touched none of Israel and they were all, they were all fine. And that too is a foreshadowing. It's it's very similar Um, where, you know, again, they take, you know, Jesus takes on the sacrifice for us so that, and this goes to my second point of the point of, or this, the significance of the resurrection is that it. He defeated death in doing so.
0: Yeah, yeah. A lot of people, I think, um, have the. I think it's it's not a complete misunderstanding. Um, I think it's perfectly normal to to jump to, because Christ died for our sins, to assume that he defeated sin, right? And that's not the case. Um, I think I think by defeating death. Um, I think that alludes to the defeat of sin. Uh, but but that's not necessarily the case because um he won't defeat sin until he until his second coming. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're it looks like you <laughs> hey, dis- hey, it's okay if you disagree. I
1: don't, yeah I don't know. Agree with that. I feel like part of it is that he is also defeating, defeating sin. Well, because I, be, because because of what Jesus did on the cross, you know, he lived a perfect I, life and then died died on the cross. Now we are no longer bound to sin, and we are free not just not just from sin, but free from be, free from the condemnation of sin. Yes. not that not that we we are no longer sinners. We're obviously uh still sinners but right. it can it can no longer bound me where i can't where i can i can say i can't say like if i'm struggling with pornography that doesn't have although that that may have control over me at some time jesus death on the cross can free me from that
0: right yeah yeah i don't i yeah I, and again i think i i think like i said because because the wages of sin Is death. Um, in a sense, yes, uh, he's defeating sin, but um, like you said, it it doesn't it doesn't necessarily stop us from sinning. Um, I guess in the same way that it doesn't stop us from dying, except except that death won't necessarily affect us because we'll be immediately with Christ, right? If you're a biblical Christian. Yeah. Um. Uh. But but we'll keep sinning and uh and I don't know. That's I don't know. That's that's kind of where that thought took me. Um. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. No, and that makes sense because I mean the what you said makes sense in that it'll ultimately be quote unquote quote over with sin will be over with right, when right. Jesus comes again and right. the same thing that, the same is the case with death yeah like death is still gonna happen, yeah, but it'll ultimately be done when Jesus comes that yeah. makes sense um but so yeah, so the second point is death um he defeats death by resurrecting on the cross, and it reminded me of the this verse in first corinthians uh fifteen fifty four and fifty five which is actually an old Testament verse. It's in Hosea 13 14 looks like. So it says, Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh death, where is your victory? Oh death, where is your sting? So um what it means by that is not that, like we said, it's not that we no longer die, but that we have the opportunity to if you know if we if we believe in well, Jesus. Well here's we have the
0: yeah, yeah, here's here's what I'll, what I what I think you're trying to say, um in in defeating death. Um, God has granted every single person eternal life. Yeah, but what the significance of the cross is, if you accept it, is what we've said before that that's what's going to make the difference between eternal life and eternal torment.
1: Yeah. And it's just, <clears throat> I think it goes into this idea, I mean, because if you ask anybody, I feel like most people will say, especially if they're non-believers, is that they there is this fear of death. So if someone, obviously, if someone gets sick or yeah. uh, whatever happens, there is this fear of death. But right. if you have Jesus, if you believe in him, then there is no longer this fear of death because we know that, that the death of our physical, sinful body is not the end because, right. there, like you said, there is eternal life. After that, and that's you know life with Jesus, so that's what that's the significance of that verse. Death no longer has a sting it doesn't it yeah. doesn't phase me
0: anymore yeah yep absolutely yeah i i've 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 mm-hmm. gotten asked by by different people uh you know aren't you afraid of dying I'm like why why would I be afraid i know yeah. i know what to expect you know so
1: yeah, and uh and interestingly enough it, and i think you I think you might have touched on this. Um but Jesus wasn't the first person to come back to life. He yeah. wasn't. Um Lazarus resurrected. Yeah. Uh there's a guy in the not a guy. Uh Elijah resurrects um the widow's son in the Old Testament. The difference though is that in these situations someone else prays over someone else to resurrect, right? So Elijah prays for the widow's son to resurrect, right? Yeah. In Lazarus case, Jesus comes and basically tells him you're no longer (laughs) dead. You're no longer dead. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) He pulled a, he pulled a uno reverse.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, But in this specific case, and I, and I actually want to ask you what you think of this verse Yeah. in this specific case, Jesus doesn't need anybody to resurrect him. He, literally by himself defeats death. So that's that's one of the big differences. The difference, that it's yeah. it's it's not, it's him by it's, his power. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to ask you what you thought of this verse. And it's specifically in this moment where um, Lazarus has died. It's John 11, 25 and 26. So um, just to give you uh, an idea of what the story is, and you guys probably, if you probably have already heard of it. So Lazarus has just died and Mary Magdalene basically call for, you know, they, they call for Jesus. Um, and Jesus kind of takes his time coming back. He's out with the disciples um, doing his thing. And he kind of he just takes his time and coming back. And then um, so he comes finally a couple days after he has already died. Did you already find it?
0: Yeah, I'm there. Okay. 1125.
1: Yeah, twenty-five and twenty-six. So he comes back a, a couple of days after he's died. And one of the one of the sisters is like, you know, if if you had only basically if you had only come sooner, right? Um, and then this is kind of his response to what she says. So read uh John 11, 25 and 26. All
0: right. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me. Shall never die. Do you believe this? Mm, that's so good. That's so. <laughs> good.
1: And this is just. Just so you guys know the context, this is before. This is like not even halfway. Maybe it's a little halfway, but it's not even before he's like uh incarcerated. Yeah. Everything. I mean, he, he was hasn't still, even died. Yeah, he was he's still, still walking around. Well, he's
0: people. still preaching. Yeah, he's still preaching.
1: So, just what? Yeah, my question is, what do you? What do you get from that verse?
0: What do I get from it? Um, yeah. I I mean, well, again, you gave the context of the previous um, verses where, where, um, you know, in 24 where Martha says, I, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. She's talking about his second coming. And yeah. so and so she was a little confused about it. But but in this, what Jesus is saying is that it's kind of like how he did with the Sabbath, which is one of my favorite Jesus moments where they're like hey but you're you're healing people you're doing all these things on the sabbath what are you what are you doing like this goes against god's law he's like Wait, hold on what are you talking about i am the sabbath i'm i'm the reason for it yeah you know uh and so um I, and that's that's what i get from it is that he's saying it, you're you're talking you're you're he's basically saying why are you limiting me mm-hmm. like did you forget who i am right yeah. um and, and so that that's what I get from it.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I thought that that verse was awesome because yeah, I, he's just, and, and I think he's pointing to the future resurrection where he will yeah, resurrect course. and come back, ab- come again. He, he just basically claims that he is God over that. He doesn't say I'm, over. he says I am the resurrection and the life. Um, and so, uh, you know, that points to my next, um, reason for the resurrection. So we have, it shows that he's God. It shows that he defeats death. Um, and then this kind of goes basically along with it. And we've kind of already talked about it, but it shows us that it shows us that we will resurrect with him. So we will have resurrected bodies with him. So I want to really, really read really quick. First Corinthians 15, 15. And uh, if you want to know the point of the resurrection, 1 Corinthians 15 talks all about it. Uh, but we'll just, I just wanted to read a few verses from it. So 1 Corinthians 15, 15 to 22. All right. So, it's, so it says, we, we are even found to be mis... Okay, sorry, I'm going to start from 14. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain we are even found to be misrepresenting god because we testified about god that he raised christ uh whom he did not raise if it is true that the dead are not raised for if the dead are not raised not even christ has been raised and if christ has not been raised your faith is futile and you are still in your sins um then those and i think that that points to the fact that you know we there is this freedom from sin um, verse 18 Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we hope, we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ sh- all shall be made alive. So, so yeah, again, that's just points reiterates the fact that um because i mean we were good we were all good in the garden of eden right he made everything perfectly and then you know we were set to live for eternity and then adam and eve um go in uh they they're tempted by the devil and then they fall into the that temptation they eat the forbidden fruit um and so sin comes into the world and the result of sin is death and so You know, we got the, we have the consequences of, of what that is. Um, but, and, and a lot of the time we say, Hey, that's, it's not fair that by, by one person's sin, we are all made sinners. But then we see that, um, through Christ, we are saved and because of him, we will no longer die, but we will have, you know, once he comes back for us, for us, we will have these resurrected bodies and we will be made alive through him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um they I, I like how this verse um the fo- the following verse. I know you didn't read it, but maybe this is a conversation we can have on a different different time, but I like how uh, verse 23 says but each in his own order Christ the first fruits. That's one resurrection, then at his coming those who belong to Christ, that's number 2.
1: Well, and my then- understanding of that is Christ the first... see it- yeah maybe that's a different conversation but christ the first fruits i think it's referring to christ christ is the first fruits yeah because he's the first one to resurrect right then at his coming those who belong to christ
0: right but i can't remember which verse i think i I showed you there's there's a verse that talks about um others that resurrected on that day
1: yes i what happened there so
0: so so I, i think that references that as well um uh So, my point here is saying that it's saying um, Christ, the first fruits, that's number one. Uh, Then, at his coming, those who belong to Christ is number two. Then comes the end. I think that's implying a third resurrection uh, when he delivers the kingdom of God, the Father, after destroying every rule and every authority and power. Um, But again, that's stuff that we need to explore. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and then the very last uh reason I have for the resurrection is probably I, I can't say i i can't say the most important because it they're all important, and I think showing that he is God might be the most important just because it it glorifies him and and it's all about his glory sometimes, yeah Um, that through his resurrection, we are justified. So, so that we no longer have to experience the father's wrath because Jesus experienced that wrath for us. He took our place. Um, And so we no longer uh, on when we are before the father, you know, he's not going to see our sin in our lives. He's going to see Jesus' perfect life um, and how he didn't sin and he died for our sins. He took that sacrifice. And so we no longer have to take that sacrifice ourselves. Right. And as a result, we have eternal life. Amen. Amen. So what else you got?
0: Well, I, I just, I think I just lost internet here. I'm having a little difficulty with my iPad. Um, mm. So I'm just waiting for the, uh, the app to pop back up. Network error. Yeah, I'm having. I hope we don't All have right. connection issues here for our call. Um, let me see if I can just do this manually. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about. Uh, I guess I want to. I want to give a descriptive account, um, of the resurrection. Um, and this is gonna this is gonna accomplish a couple of things. Um, it is it's going to. Um, I'm gonna read from the Old Testament, but it it's gonna show how Jesus is the main character, as we always express on here mm-hmm. uh, of the whole redemptive story. Um, and it it doesn't, I guess. In a sense it doesn't call him by name it doesn't say Jesus uh, but uh, from reading it we can all tell that it is Jesus that this is uh, this verse is actually this whole chapter is uh, speaking of um, mm-hmm. and so um, might be this might be this might be part of the reason why this is a uh, forbidden chapter uh in the uh in Judaism. They it's my understanding that they are not allowed to read or talk about chapter 53 uh of Isaiah. Mm-hmm. And um and from many um many Jews that have converted to Christianity um have confessed that this, you know, exposure to this chapter is what has, you know, God has used to reveal the truth to them. Okay. So I'm just going to read it. I'm going to read it from the, um, I have a Marine Corps here, uh, Marine Corps Bible. It's the Holman uh, Christian Standard Bible. Um, so, um, you know, you guys can follow along. Making a face.
1: Holman Christian Standard Bible. Yeah. What is that?
0: This is uh, this is a uh, I don't know, it's a Marine Corps Bible. Um it I mean, I <laughs> haven't mean found it Was, it, I haven't was hi- it
1: translated by the Marine Corps?
0: <laughs> no. No, because if not it would have used all caps. <laughs> I think. <laughs> um yeah, it just says Holman Christian Standard Bible. Um I haven't found any discrepancies. Um my go-to Uh, let me see. Let me get my sister back on the line here. We apologize. But, uh, yeah. Technical difficulties. All right. She's back, people. Um, don't hang up on me, okay? Whatever. (laughs) No, uh, again, technical difficulties, I think. I think we expected that. Um, all right. So, All right, so Isaiah 53, the entire chapter. It's only 12 verses. Um, Let me see. All right, so. All right, so it says. Who has believed what we have heard? And who has the arm of the Lord been revealed to? He grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or splendor that we should look at him. No mm. ap- no appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men. A man of suffering who knew what wickedness was. I'm sorry, what sickness was. He was like one people turned away from. He was despised and we didn't value him. Yet he himself bore our sickness, and he carried out our pains. But we in turn regarded him stricken, struck down by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced because of our transgressions, crushed because of our iniquities. Punishment for our peace was on him, and we are healed by his wounds. We all went astray like sheep. We all have turned to our own way. And the Lord has punished him for the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. Like a lamb led to the slaughter, and like a sheep silent before her shearers, he did not open his mouth. He was taken away because of oppression and judgment. And who considered his fate? For he was cut off from the land of the living. He was struck because of my people's rebellion. They made his grave with the wicked and with the rich man at his death. Although mm. although he had done no violence and had not spoken deceitfully. Yet the Lord was pleased to crush him, and he made him sick. When you make him a restitution offering, he will see his seed. He will prolong his days, and and the will of the Lord will succeed by his hand. He will see it out of his anguish, and he will be satisfied with his knowledge. My righteous servant will justify many, and he will carry their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him the many as a portion. And he will receive the mighty as a spoil because he submitted himself to death and was counted among the rebels. Yet he bore the sin of many and interceded for the rebels.
1: Mm. So good.
0: So. You can see how. uh, Important. That particular verse. Is. um, In the Old Testament, because it is undoubtedly speaking about Christ um i know this version said the lord um i think the original text said yahweh um which of course the in 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 the jewish uh in the in judaism it um it means god and so i think that's why they would prohibit it because it it It's obviously describing the crucifixion hundreds of Mm -hmm. years before it happened, by the way. So this is prophecy. Uh, This is prophecy before it was fulfilled, hundreds of years prior. And so I think that's why it's prohibited.
1: I mean, and even if Lord isn't Yahweh, I mean, there's too many similarities. He had no former majesty. So we know Jesus was, I mean, born in a major. He was despised and rejected by men. Um... He was pierced for our transgressions. Yeah. Obviously the nails. Um, the Lord had, has laid on him the iniquity of us all, the fact that he pays for our sins. Uh, he opened not his mouth. The Gospels all say, basically, I don't know if they all say it, but most of them talk about how he didn't, he didn't say anything when they were, yeah when they were trying to pin it on
0: him i don't know i just can't use words today yeah yeah no he he remained quiet i think as a child i recall watching these you know the the illustration of this in movies and um and i'm just like wait a second if he's god why didn't he just show him like why didn't he just do it um I, i didn't i did not understand that in doing that he was showing them that he is god Because of course I didn't read scripture back then, but I, you know, reading chapter fifty-three of Isaiah, obviously they knew. They knew, like, it's almost like, it's almost like in their minds they were thinking, "Dude, you just know scripture, and you're just playing the part so that we could think you're the Messiah." Yeah, um, and I honestly. It, it it's incredible to me because i don't know a person who would willingly sit there and be spit on and treated like a vicious criminal knowing mm-hmm. that you're innocent i don't know anyone yeah. that would do that it, it because because our our soul our spirit cries mm. for mm. justice it Ooh, cries remember, for justice.
1: I remember that verse that says very, very rarely would a man die for a friend.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I've,
1: the fact that he died for those who were against him. Like fact, on the cross, Jesus says, forgive them for they know not what they do.
0: Yeah, in fact, <laughs> I, I read that recently. I don't know where. It might have been John. But yeah, it's um. I wish my iPad worked. I still have no internet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it then goes on to verse seven. And it also calls to the fact, you know, it says like a lamb, which obviously points to Jesus. We see that all throughout the Old Testament and New Testament. We see that in revelation he's referred to as um, the lion and the lamb. And we see in verse nine, um, they made his grave with the wicked and with a rich man in his death. So we know if we've read, you know, the Gospels, we know that a rich guy named Joseph um, basically pays so that he could go and bury his body and, um, you know, that's fulfilled there. Yeah. So it's just so much. It's so much. I'd be interested to ask this uh, person that we're going to interview what his thoughts are on that.
0: On what? on chapter 53 of Isaiah chapter 53 Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, I I like I like the end of chapter 20 of John um how it ends where uh he says uh it pretty much says the purpose of John's gospel and he says Jesus performed this is uh, chapter 20, verse 30. Uh, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Mm.
1: I like and, this translation that you have. It's very close to the ESD.
0: Oh, oh no, the one I just read was ESV. My iPad is back.
1: Oh, well the what you read in Isaiah? Yeah. It was very close to the Oh, ESV. okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, I haven't found any discrepancies there. Um, but yeah, so so John ends with this and I I think I find it incredibly amazing and interesting that um uh, Dr. John Lennox pointed out that that the these last two verses imply that Christianity is evidence based. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's saying, hey, this the reason this is written here is is as proof, right? And and mm-hmm. when these things were written, you know, people have the had the opportunity to go and verify it for themselves. We know we know Paul did. Yeah. Right. Um and Luke did. Yeah, Luke. I mean, he was uh he was a physician. And uh, I I can only imagine, um, in his profession, how information needed to be verified, right? Needed yeah. to be, uh, confirmed. Um, and so uh, I think I think he treated, um, his gospel with the with the same respect and, and manner that he would, you know, research for for you know how to do, you know, perform a surgery or whatever. And um, and and I think that's that's I think that's what's lacking in today's um, um, Christianity or, you know, and and we need to we need to we need to know why we believe what what we believe. In fact, um, I don't know if Mama Bear told you I, I gave I gave Mama Bear and Papa Bear some homework this week. Yeah. Yeah, and um, you know, we we had a little get together on Friday through FaceTime, and you know, because it was Good Friday, you know, uh, it was you know uh, Resurrection talk and something that mm-hmm. you know God put in my heart, so I I wanted to share with them. They also wanted wanted us to spend some time, um, talking about God and glorify Him. So so we did that, um, but uh, but yeah, um, forgot my point with saying that. Um, but you gave them homework. Yeah, I gave them homework. So, yeah, so I gave them homework. And so they're they're each supposed to come back on Friday and provide me um, with evidence for, you know, um, for Jesus, um, either, you know, his life, death and or resurrection and also the evidence for Scripture, because I think I think when we're searching for truth as it pertains to Christianity. That's that's kind of like the the steps that you need to take. You first need to identify uh and be on the same page that either Jesus did or did not exist. If he did exist, you know, uh obviously he died. How did he die? Was it by mm-hmm. crucifixion? Yes. Okay, if he died by crucifixion, what's the next step? Resurrection. Is there enough evidence uh to yeah. support the belief in the resurrection and then if that's true then you have to go back and say okay is scripture accurate can we consider scripture to be accurate yeah
1: and along with his life if you found evidence that he was actually a person he was alive i think the follow-up question to that is was he sane? because we've talked about it before uh, a bunch of people say that he's a great, pro- a bunch of other worldviews say that he's a great prophet and a great teacher. Well, if he was, then he was insane.
0: Exactly. and, I, and <laughs> Because I think, he
1: claimed to be God.
0: And we pointed that out in the, uh, you know, Islam versus Christianity to where, you know, the, the biggest difference between the prophet Muhammad and the prophet Jesus is that one lived his life a certain way in the beginning. And then ended his life contradictory to what he was living, you know, lived initially and what he what he taught, like his entire teaching changed Um, with Jesus. He remained consistent. He remained consistent all the way through. And um, I mean. I can't remember which which uh, historian it is, but but there's a historian that that um, that documents. you know, Jesus' life and not not Jesus' life, but uh, more specifically, he documents a group of people gathering because in, in that time, um, people were prohibited from, from gathering. And mm-hmm. they in in, th- in that community or city, they were having this issue where uh, I think a lot of fires were, were, were happening and they were not being put out in time because people were not allowed to get together. And for some reason uh that didn't allow for people to get together who were what we consider today as firefighters and so that was again that's a whole another thing but but in that he documents that he also found a particular group of people that were you know singing praise and worship to to Jesus so um you know I find that incredible to to find that from you know a secular source yeah so uh so yeah um so I guess in the end um you know the the resurrection I think it's important either way um I think it's important for someone who believes to understand and um why why it's important what the significance of it is and 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 be able to like we said at the beginning to defend what they believe um on the same on the same or on the flip side of that if you don't believe um you know uh, I mean we'd like to take your questions but we encourage you to also um you know explore that because what I've learned recently is is that just because somebody says uh somebody smart says something it does not make it true Mm -hmm. um i have a perfect example here i'm gonna ask you this i don't know if you've seen my social media but i'm gonna ask you this you did i did okay
1: the answer is the scientist
0: yeah so 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 I asked, you know, who said this, a brilliant scientist or someone that I know and the quote was because there is a law of gravity, the universe can and will create itself from nothing. And so the point that I'm making with this is that even the smartest people can say stupid things. Uh they can say things that are illogical and incoherent. Um this was this particular quote was made by Stephen Hawking um and You know, for those of you that know who he was, he was a brilliant uh, physicist, uh, theoretical physicist and cosmologist and uh, brilliant, brilliant man. But but I think I've mentioned this before, you know, when these these brilliant men uh, who are either atheist or agnostic um, begin to try to explain away God they they lose their iq like goes out the window um Mm -hmm. and so um so yeah so so my point with that is is that just because let's say a brilliant scientist says something it doesn't make it scientific um but but people seem to adopt these things uh you know um there's a there's a thing called scientism out there where people say that if they if science can't prove it then you know i can't believe it and again science the, technically science doesn't prove anything math does um mm-hmm. but 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 science really is just expresses or shows how something works uh um why something works um, or how something works, but not why it exists uh, or not how it came to be uh, necessarily, uh, not in every case. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah. So we just encourage everybody to do the homework because, like I said, it's it's just as important for you to to be absolutely sure that um, that Christianity is not true. And I, we've already gave you some tips, given you some tips on how to how to attempt to disprove Christianity, you have to you have to start with what what you know what what Christianity stands on, the foundation of that. And that foundation is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. Um yeah.
1: I just want to close, um, we'll probably close off with this. Um it's just an awesome verse. It's the one I mentioned before. Um and I misquoted it, so um this will this will be good to, to go back to it. So it's Romans 5, 7, um, and probably a few verses on 7 through 9, it says, For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since, therefore, we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. Amen.
0: Amen. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's a that's a good way to end the, the episode. Mm-hmm. Um so we want to thank everybody for joining us. Um, ooh, ooh, wait,
1: wait wait, there's another verse that comes after that even just makes it even better. <laughs> um so verse nine, I'll read it again. Since therefore we have been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. Verse 10, for if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life? More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation.
0: Amen. Amen. Oh man, the listen, it, God's word is beautiful. It is. Um, and, um, and I, I honestly. I just want to keep encouraging everybody to, to read it, to, to open themselves to, to the possibility, um, and, and, you know, ask God for yourself to, to, to show himself, you know, yeah. and, and it can't just be a, hey, listen, God, uh, I don't know if you're real or not, show yourself, uh, you know, give me some proof. Um, I think that it's something that you it needs to be the main uh, a main focus. Um, you know, you, you also have to do your part. Um, you Amen. have to pursue that truth. You can't just ask for truth. You have to pursue it. So. Um, so yeah, I just encourage everybody to keep pursuing truth and uh, feel free to share it with us. Um, you can find us at.
1: ChristalonePodcast.com. All of our handles are Christ Alone Podcast, except for Twitter, which is Christ Alone Pod.
0: That's right. And um, if you go to ChristalonePodcast.com on the top right hand corner, if you click the uh, link that says store, it'll take you right to our merch store where you can purchase some amazing shirts. That our intent with these shirts is to um, encourage uh, or to. to I guess to really put you in a position to um, start conversation and dialogue with someone. Um, one shirt in particular, which one of our listeners just recently got, um, says, uh, please ask me about Jesus Christ. And, and again, the purpose of this is to get us in alignment with the Great Commission, which was... Um, you know, one of Jesus' last commands before his ascension. Um, he said, go out into the world, into the nations, and make make disciples. You know, make disciples. Mm-hmm. He didn't say make believers. He said make disciples. And, of course, we've expressed that disciples, by definition, are believers. Um, but uh, believers are not um, necessarily disciples. So, so it's important to understand the difference there. Um, and, um, again, through that process, through sharing the gospel, which is essentially what he was saying, it uh, you know the Holy Spirit will sanctify us and will you know give us the the strength, the ability, the wisdom, and the understanding to run away from sin. Um, and because um, I just I just feel like too many Christians are focused on trying to be the best Christian they can be, and doing everything everything else that that it that it's that's in there that that points us to that. Um, but but they're they're kind of missing the mark by by skipping over the sharing the gospel part and and it's hard to share the gospel when you you're not sure how to defend the gospel when you're not sure how to you know uh, defend the reason for the hope that is in you and so I think uh, those are those are important those are you know go hand in hand and so we should um, pray about that.
1: Amen. Well, thank you guys for listening oh, to don't this forget. week's episode. Yes,
0: you can also reach us at 407-796-2881. God bless you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Are we done?
1: Yeah, you're the worst.
0: <laughs> Take us out, sis.
1: God bless you guys. We love you. <laughs>